What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Sneaker Strolls podcast. This is Braxton, and I'm here with my guy, my co-host, Big Phil. This is the Sneaker Strolls podcast season two, and we are back with episode three. This is the Nike basketball episode where we discuss all things Nike basketball. We take it all the way back to 1972 and discuss the history of Nike basketball towards the end of the 20th century. We explore the early 2000s into the 2010s and even include personal anecdotes and memories of our love for Nike basketball. If you like the historical aspect of this episode, be sure to check out our short history of the Nike Dunk episode, as well as all of our other episodes for that matter. So let's not waste any more time and let's hop right into it. Well, before we get into this episode, we are back. I got to ask my man Brax what he got some feet. I can see him over there with the nice Nike fit on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had uh, I had some things coming in. I haven't actually posted these yet, but I, uh, I got the, the New Balance 992s. Pretty clean colorway. I think this is just called the silver and white. Uh, but yeah, these I just put these on. Super I would, clean. Dude. I, I would lick the soles because I haven't been outside, <laughs> but I'm not a I'm not Fat Joe. Oh, but what do you got on feet? I got on the patent leather UNC to Chicago ones uh, with this little Nike Chicago Bulls hoodie from last year's City Edition. So that's fire. Just a slight. When I put these ones on, they're a little different. Um, they got like a higher cut towards the top. They feel like higher than the other ones I have. So, oh really? Yeah, I don't know if it's because of the patent leather, but yeah, they're and then I compare them just a little taller. But that's what I'm rocking today. Fire, fire! Yeah, I like that sweatshirt as well. You know, Liverpool's playing, so I had to had to rep the squad today with Definitely. the entire the entire uh, grout fit. <laughs> but yeah, and then the uh, Chinatown Market hat. People actually like this hat for some reason. I don't know. I, I like it too, but I ordered a uh, trucker they, style. Yeah, but they had a different. They had a Christian Dior one last or like three weeks ago or something. It takes like two weeks for them to ship their stuff. But, um, but I got that. I don't know where it is. Down here somewhere. But I got that hat as well, and it's like way worse quality. And I got it because I like this one, but th- this one's good quality, and that one's like horrible. Ali got me some shorts um, from Chinatown. They're the, they got like the Chanel, Gucci, uh, whatever. They got all the the designer prints on there and stuff. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Yeah, I, I looked at those. I don't like those basketball short kind of. Uh, it's like those, um, what's that shit? Not Mitchell and Ness. What is it? Just uh, Don. Yeah, yeah, Just Don's. Yeah, yeah, it's like those. Yeah, I sent you those fake ones that I was looking at, but I just yeah. I don't know. I can't get behind it, but I, I saw those. Those were a Saturday thing, too. Yep, yep. They came with the tag, and the tag it says uh Saturday Club or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I might sell this. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it away to a, a listener, or whatever. Hey, that'd be we'll dope, see. guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to say that we're doing a uh a giveaway at a thousand followers on TikTok, but I don't know what we're giving away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> figure something good out man if we're interrupted by any barks or anything i apologize in advance we're fostering some dogs and they're eight weeks old so you can't really control those puppies but um, hopefully they're i mean they're asleep right now but they're right above me so so we'll see how long that lasts um but yeah so you guys know what's on feet you know what we're wearing um the vibes we got going today so 
Um, yeah, let's hop into it. It is Super Bowl Sunday too when we're recording this. So absolutely, absolutely. Go, uh, first, go, Chiefs. Who you got? I got a uh, first time bet on FanDuel for Chiefs. So is that legal there? You can, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I have to drive to Illinois if I want to place a bet on there because they like use their geolocation. Dang. Yeah. yeah I so, just, it and, said Indiana for me, so I went and put Indiana on there, and everything went through. Yeah, maybe if I uh, get a VPN or something, which I've been considering, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I can't. I can't. I like downloaded the FanDuel app, and I even downloaded like a couple other sports books, and I couldn't do it here. But I used to use uh, Bovada, and like that never had a problem because it's Canadian. So it's like, mm. I, I guess they just don't care. I have no idea. Then get into this week's episode. So there was a time where it felt like Nike basketball was on top and it wasn't only for performance, but wearing like even wearing them with jeans. And nowadays you would never probably wear a, <laughs> a Nike basketball shoe with jeans. It seemed like everyone, uh, LeBron, KD, Kobe were just everybody had to have those models of shoes, no matter which colorway it was, it was, I mean, I don't know necessarily it was selling out, but everybody had pairs. And now if you go to look for a pair, they seem pretty scarce. You have to buy them used from Goat or eBay. And uh, Nike basketball just dominated for like a whole, like, I guess maybe like 10 years probably for me that I can remember where Nike basketball shoes were something I, I wasn't even wearing Jordans. It was just Nike basketball shoes. So if you go look at some of the shoes that we were wearing from probably like 2003 and 2000 to 2010, maybe a few years after that, like I was saying, you'll see that they're really hard to find or the prices are just so crazy because people were actually wearing the shoes at that time. So you're not going to find a new pair, but you could find a, a used pair, but it's just crazy that, um, the change that Nike basketballs is kind of had, but it's still, it's still on top, but. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually, inter it's interesting to see this dynamic change um, because now obviously Puma is getting into basketball. Um, Adidas is taking basketball seriously again, especially bringing in um, what's his face, Jerry Lorenzo. Um, and, and I mean, even like, well, Reebok's always kind of been there with the with the questions and the answers and the, the AIs. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, Nike's always kind of been on top in my eyes, uh, even though I was never really a basketball player like that. Uh, I think it all started just from going to uh, Purdue basketball camps when I would come home for the summer or come to America for the summer. Um, and it, yeah, I think Nike basketball has just gone through so many shifts. And as you said, I, I think that's it's actually a very interesting point. Nobody is really – nobody was holding on to these pairs thinking, oh, in the future they'll be worth any money. They were either hooping in them, wearing them around. Nowadays, I mean, if you see people wearing LeBrons with jeans, you're like – you're clowning them a little bit. Um, but back then, that was the thing to do, even if it was like – I mean, yeah, KDs, they're like super performance models. They're like kind of, the, they were the cheaper models, which we'll get into a little bit later. KDs were always the super affordable shoe uh, and, and people were wearing them with jeans and nobody was really thinking twice about it. But now, you know, it'd be quite different um, just because the, the industry has shifted a little bit. But yeah, they're still on top, still coming out with some really good shoes, great performance shoes. Obviously, technology's come a long way, which we'll get into a little bit. But I think that, 
You're right. Yeah. For, for about 10 years there, Nike basketball was something to be, nobody was rivaling them. So it was definitely something to be said about that. They were, they were on top of the game. They basically had a monopoly. Um, and we'll get into it a little bit with the history. It was, it's actually been way more than just 10 years, but it's just personally for us, right? That's, that's what we're talking about here for this, this 10 year span. All right. So, um, to talk about Nike basketball and the history of Nike basketball, uh, we got to go all the way back to 1972 uh, when the Bruin and the Blazers came out. Uh, so obviously Blazers have, have gained popularity with the, the rise in dunks uh, and SBs, but they were huge in basketball and they kind of started all off for Nike basketball. So um that's 1972. Fast forward one year, they they keep with the same technology, keep with the same model, uh, but they did add a low and a suede variation, uh, which was worn by the legend himself, George Gervin, uh, also known as the Iceman. He was the first kind of person to have a shoe associated with him. So when you saw this shoe, you thought of him, uh, and and that kind of kickstarted everything for signature shoes. Um, and, and just being able to recognize a, you're seeing a shoe and, and kind of, you know, putting it together with a person or a player. Do you have any um, blazers or Bruno? No, I mean, nope, I do not. I've thought about it, but I do not have any blazers. Yeah, I thought about it too, but it's kind of just like the shoe to wear now. Like it's, I don't know. I'm not into that. Like just buying it just because like every old, like, dick and nancy has it or whatever the, like yeah. every person just has it um and like yeah you like get on tiktok everyone's like oh this is the shoe you must have for 60 bucks or whatever and i only have one pair uh and it's those like cheetah print or whatever they are you, i don't know if you remember those but i'll uh i'll toss them up on our instagram sometime or or check our tiktok they might be one of the featured shoes but um but yeah, they're like black, red gum bottoms, and they have like animal print on the swoosh, uh, and they're high tops. So I, I like those. Um, you know, I wouldn't just buy the the white pair, because um, yeah, I think everybody just has those, and it's kind of played out. I mean, not played out because people are still into them, but yeah, I'm I'm just not really trying to follow that trend. Yeah, kinda it's like set, a real set our trend right trends. now exactly yeah it's kind of like the i mean forces have a huge history and like you know i live in st louis so gotta gotta go with that but um yeah i mean we both have you know crispy white forces but uh not because anybody said you know they're the coolest thing to have just because it's always been that way but um but yeah so fast forward actually a little bit of a you know um foreshadowing there uh 1982 the air force one high drops um, this was worn by the original six as they were deemed. Um, this was Moses Malone, Michael Cooper, Bobby Jones, Calvin Nat, Michael Thompson, and Jamal Wilkes. Uh, and this was the first basketball shoe to use air in the sole. Yeah. So those six were really, they were the, the drivers for it and they were the ones in the, in the ads, um, and wearing it on court. So that was a huge time for Nike basketball. They really went away from the Bruin and the Blazer um, and created this entirely new model. Um, and Could you imagine hooping in those? Dude, I cannot. 
I, I I, they're so they're so heavy they're they're just like not they don't seem to me like a performance shoe so it's yeah. crazy that they were hooping in them but then again i mean they were hooping in uh in converse all-stars so it's true um i was thinking how, <laughs> how tight you would have to tie your shoestrings to even keep the shoe on because yeah i usually don't tie my air force ones if i if i do it's like a little bow yeah so. yeah no i'm right there with you um i don't know how they did it but hey they were I mean, Moses Malone, you know, is one of the greats. So definitely yeah. somehow it was working for him. Um, Shout out and to I all guess, the people who hooped in these shoes that we would never. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That those <laughs> man. I would love to like just try it out or just even put on like a pair of lows and just like try and hoop in them and see what happens. Clunk, clunk. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know who designed the Air Force One? Design the Air Force One. Actually, I do not, man. I do not know who. Bruce Kilgore. Yeah, it was the first shoe to use Nike Air technology. Uh, it's just huge, uh, you know, because every shoe after that essentially was incorporating Air technology. And we'll get into it a little bit in, in future shoes as we go through the history. But yeah, it's super cool. Um, so speeding it up just a little bit. Some of these don't really have too much significance, but some of them do. And we'll, we'll kind of discuss those that do in in more detail but um so 1985 comes around they have multiple new models coming out most notably the nike sky force high the penetrator low and others um that were trying to rival this newly released air force one and the nike dunk obviously because they the nike dunk dropped in 1985 the jordan one dropped in 1985 um, so all of these shoes that nike's coming out with are trying to rival those two shoes uh, because as you might have heard in the dunk episode, uh, those were huge with colleges. And then, I mean, obviously the Jordan 1 was massive as well at the time. The first signature shoe by any athlete. So that was, I mean, that was game changing. Um, but we won't really get into Jordans as this is the Nike basketball episode. Uh, so we want to really stick to Nike basketball and the history of that um, and the significance to all of these shoes. Um, yeah, so 1986 and 87 the dunks and the Terminator highs are being worn by all college teams in particular, Syracuse, St. John's, Villanova, Kentucky, Iowa, Michigan, and Georgetown. Both of these shoes were designed by Peter Moore. These were huge. 1988, the Nike air revolution came into the picture, which was the first Nike basketball shoe to feature an air bubble after the air max one in 1987. So the next year, they decided to incorporate Air Max into Nike basketball. Um, and for in order for a shoe to be considered an Air Max, it has to have visible air. Um, so I actually didn't know that, but that, that's pretty interesting to me because um, I feel like I've seen, I mean, even this, the Nike Air Revolution doesn't have Max in the name, um, but it does feature an air bubble. And then the next year in 1989, the Nike Air Force STS, was the first, first non-Jordan shoe to feature elephant print, which is pretty dope. And it was kind of like the big man shoe. We'll post some of these. They're funny to look at because they're massive and super clunky. <laughs> but this was like the big man shoe at the time. Like every big man was wearing this shoe. David Robinson, most notably, wore this shoe. Legend. Um, and he also wore the Nike Air Unlimited, uh, which was, I will post that too. It looks hilarious. It kind of looks like a Ken Griffey. Um, but it has like four straps going across it. It's like, it looks like a Jordan 8 and a Ken Griffey like combined. It's crazy. That that was definitely the big man's shoe. 
Um, and then the following year, actually in 1991, the Nike Air Command Force um, was kind of Nike's second collaboration with a basketball star, which was David Robinson. Um, and this was one of few signature basketball shoes that doesn't feature the player's name. So obviously there's no um, DR or David Robinson on the shoe. There's nothing, you know, incorporated in the name or anything, but, um, but it was a, a signature shoe made in collaboration with David Robinson. Um, so that kind of set the stage for everything to come after this point. Following that in 1993, there was the Air Force Max CB. This was the first official signature collaboration with Charles Barkley. Uh, he was also an unofficial collaborator, the Air Force 180 and the Air Force Max, though. Uh, and then 1995 was massive for women's basketball. So this is a huge point in Nike basketball as well, because you got to take into account how important women and women's basketball is to Nike basketball. Um, because even going back to 1995, that's the year after I was born. I mean, I feel like I'm old as hell. So, I mean, that's that's just going you know, going way back that they've been really pushing the needle forward. Uh, and, and so these are the Nike Air swoops that we're talking about, of course. Uh, Cheryl Swoops was the first woman to get a signature Nike basketball shoe and the second athlete behind Michael Jordan. So this Charles Barkley was kind of just, you know, an Air Force Max that they made to, to fit him and, you know, be his colorway, feature his, his initials, whatever. But the Nike Air Swoops, she actually was very heavily involved in designing the shoe uh, and creating this model that was, you know, her model. Um, so that was, that's huge. I mean, Jordan and then Swoop, Cheryl Swoops, she is, she's just a huge person when it comes to Nike basketball. First player to be signed to the WNBA, which I had no idea. Yeah. So then she really just like, when she got her own shoe, it kind of just took off. For Nike basketball, they started giving multiple people shoes as we'll kind of just run through these as they're not really that important. They will be important in the future and, and you know, they might be important to us now. Um, but yeah, so 95, they got the Nike Air Swoops, but also the Nike Air Max Penny One, uh, Anthony Penny Hardaway's iconic shoe um, kind of linked basketball with style. It was kind of the first shoe to do that. Um, and with people still with, wear these today too dude, yeah and they're fire i actually really like this shoe um uh, and yeah i mean people were obviously wearing basketball shoes off court but this was the first one that had style in mind so i thought that was kind of cool and yeah it's super special that people are still wearing this shoe it just has stood the test of time and it's a timeless model not or actually same year 95 we got the nike air nde struct indestruct i don't know how you say it but uh, i've never seen this shoe and i hadn't seen this shoe until i i was doing research for this podcast and um this was the first indoor outdoor sneaker so they were designing this for people that were playing you know in whatever ruckers park or on court so it's super dope that nike actually took that into account and they made a shoe that could cross over i really like that about Nike basketball. It seems like they've been really progressive from signing the first woman uh, to sign in WNBA and, you know, create her own shoe to making a shoe that you know, features Air Max to making a shoe that is designed for indoor outdoor use. Um, so the next year, Penny gets a second shoe, Nike Air Penny. The same year, uh, Cheryl Swoops gets her same or her next shoe, the Nike Air Swoops 2. And Pippen gets his first shoe. So it was initially designed as an Air Max, 
um, but it was later replaced by, so it was, it was supposed to have an air bubble, but it was later replaced by a full length zoom aerosol. All right. And then um, Jason Kidd got his own shoe that year. Um, this was kind of just a signature mo a signature shoe. It wasn't a model made specifically for him, but it was the Nike Air Zoom Flight V, Jason Kidd. Next up, we got the Nike Air Bacons in 1997. These, I mean, these have a lot of history behind them. Uh, they're, they are nuts, actually. I, I really like this shoe, but they remind me of, have you seen this shoe, first of all? No, I thought, no, I thought it was the Bacon Air Max for a second, the Air Max 90. Yeah, so the Air Bacon, uh, it reminds me of the Air Max Plus V 2002 from the 50 Cent Into Club music video. Have you ever, <laughs> did you see that music video? I'm sure you it's have. It's been at one so point. long, yeah. Where he's like working out and like running on a treadmill. Yeah. Dude, these shoes look exactly like that or like the uh, Air Max Plus TNs. You know, those like they're pretty, yeah. pretty like popular right now as well. That's the and, one that the Supreme did the collab with recently? The, I think so. Yeah, they got, TN. they're all wavy. Yeah, I actually like those a lot. The TNs Yeah, I, I really like those. I like a lot of TNs. All right, so 97, we saw a lot of shoes aside from the Air Bacon that were kind of important. The Nike Air Alonzo. So Alonzo Morning got his own shoe. It was short-lived, but a super dope silhouette, super dope model. Um, the Air Super CB34. This was pre-Charles Barkley in Phoenix. This was his Houston era. Uh, also the Foam Posit Pros. Nike Air Penny 3s, Nike Air Garnets, Nike, and then the next year we got Nike Air Pippin 3s, Penny 4s, Air CB4 2s, Air Zoom Flight the Glove for Gary Payton. Obviously, this is one of my favorite shoes ever, actually. And those I, still, I people shoe. still wear those. Dude, people still wear, yeah. Those are fire. I, I don't remember how many years. I wish I knew off the top, but like two to three years ago, when when did they redrop? Do you remember? Like it, it must have been longer than two. Yeah, or three it's years. probably been like seven years when people. I remember people were really wearing them because my nephew had a pair. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you remember wore them a lot. Yeah, they re uh, re released those like not too long after we got out of high school. Maybe yep. I think that that sounds about right. Like probably when we were hanging out like every day. They probably I think they dropped around then. And like I slept, didn't get them. Actually, I, yeah, 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 it was then. It was then. So it must have been like twenty. 14 um, but anyway yeah they came out with the black and white the og and then they also came out with this like green and yellow if you remember yeah uh, it was kind of like a like crazy iridescent like green but it it was so dope and they i remember they had them at jimmy jazz and i really wanted them and i i just didn't get them i didn't have the money like at the time and i just or i couldn't like get myself to buy them but i really wish i had a pair now but anyway um so same year, 98, we got the Nike Total Foam Posit Max, which was Tim Duncan's shoe, his first signature release. We had the Nike Total Air 9, which was Lisa Leslie's model. She was the second WNBA player to get a Nike signature shoe. It was kind of unsuccessful, but I think, I mean, it's a cool shoe, but like, yeah, it, it was dope that they gave her, um, or that just a few years after Cheryl Swoops, um, you know, she gets, she gets a shoe as well. And then this next year, they gave another woman a, a shoe, which is which was a, actually a really good looking shoe as well. The Nike Air Zoom S5 for Dawn Staley. Uh, then we have the Nike Air Zoom GP, the Nike Air Zoom GP2s in 2000, the Nike Shocks BB4s in 2000, which we'll get into for sure. The, I, I love this shoe. I know you do too. Yes, sir. Um, 
but these are Vince Carter's shoes. And he was actually, uh, it, it was considered his, you know, signature shoe, but without it actually having anything to do with Vince Carter or anything, but the, you know, the colorway, the Raptors colorway was, and they retro those recently and people, they hit outlets. So yeah, people weren't putting the respect on them that, uh, that they deserve. Absolutely not. Yeah. It is very unfortunate, but I mean, fortunate for some who wanted them. Um, but yeah, I, I thought about getting them. I know we, we talked back and forth about, you know, picking up a pair, but the thing is like, I, you know, I'm not leaving the house. Like I'm not thinking about like, Oh, what would I play basketball? And if I were to play basketball, I just, you know, grab a pair of Kobe's or something from the collection and just play in them. But I'm not like buying a pair to wear, but if I were like playing high school basketball or something, or like in any level of basketball, I would yeah. definitely, that would be the first shoe I'd look for um, that. And we'll get into it later. We have yeah, a, yeah. a real affinity <laughs> for hyper hyper dunks, but um yeah, so super cool that those came out in 2000 um, in affiliation with Vince Carter. Um, then same year, the Nike Air C14 came out, Cynthia Cooper's signature model. Uh, then the Nike Shocks Meek, Shameek Holds Claw. Uh, this featured uh, the BB4, the Nike Shocks BB4 base, but a fully redesigned upper. So these are actually really cool as well. I don't like them as much as the Shocks BB4s, the Vince Carter ones, but I like them as well just because they feature that Shocks. Um, and then 2002, last year we'll talk about, it's the Air Max Duncan 2. So Tim Duncan's second signature model. But yeah, so that's just kind of taking us into the 2000s uh, now. And that's kind of like before our time a little bit. Like, I mean, the obviously the Shocks, we have an affinity for those, but this is kind of all before we really start our 10 years where we're, you know, thinking nothing but Nike basketball. Right. So um, I think the, that, that they're just good to talk about just, you know, but now we'll get into some more, uh, some more shoes that we, you know, have really come to love or, or did love at the time. Um, and we have stories behind some of these. And yeah, so we'll get into those. Um, so just, just a little, you know, some little housekeeping notes, the first Nike athlete with his own shoe, uh, we already mentioned this, Michael Jordan. Um, the first Nike basketball shoe with a visible air bubble was the Nike Air Revolution from 1988. And the first full-length air bubble, so around the entire shoe, was the LeBron 8 and the Air Max Hyperposite from 2010. Yeah, so the obviously we spoke about the shocks. They first came out in the year 2000. Um, they were 16 years in the making. So they started to look at these in 1984 because the the Air Force One was obviously designed by Bruce Kilgore, um, and he began experimenting with the principles of energy return and mechanical cushioning. And then in 1997, research and development started, resulting in the 2000 Shock R4 at the Summer Olympics. The R4 stands for the R is running, and the four are for the four shock columns. Um, that's why they're called BB4s, because basketball and then four shock columns. And this, this is where... Uh, Vince Carter showed off these BB4s when he dunked over the 7-2 French center, Frederick Weiss. Um, so that was like, everyone knows about that. And like, it's, it's a dope clip if you haven't seen it. He jumped over the man. Yeah, like not like, uh, not like Blake Griffin where he jumped over the hood of a Kia. Like he actually jumped directly over him. Um, so that, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so shocks were designed by Eric Avar. Um, who was, as we'll speak about in a little bit, the godfather of the Kobe line. Um, but yeah, the, sh the shocks are like 
what you got any stories about the shocks? I know you've had a pair of shocks. I, I think that was before you played high school basketball, I think, but I know you had a pair and, and I know you thought about even getting a pair of like those runner shocks. Um, yeah, like I definitely year. was going to wear the runner shocks, man. Just, uh, just bring something back. I'm still going to get them soon. I just haven't pulled the trigger. Too many other things pop up that I want, but I did have a pair of uh, black. I don't remember which ones they were that they're like the Vince Carter shocks. Um, it probably was a BB4s, but just kind of like, in like sixth grade, maybe six or I can't remember what grade I had, but I didn't even wear them to hoop. I'm pretty sure I just wore them because like they were so new to me and cool. So I got yeah. them from the finish line and uh I rock. I dogged them out. I'm pretty sure I wore them down to the. They yeah. were toast. Yeah, they have like these four perforations on the bottom of the sole at the heel, where like the the columns would go, and like yeah, I had a pair that was that was all gone. It was yeah, they were toast as well. But and the thing I had is a, now I would never throw away a shoe, but back then you know like you're young or whatever, your parents you beat the shoe up, your parents just tell you to get rid just of it. Throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I uh yeah I used to have the white and red pair, um so they're. I don't know why I got white and red. I thought I was going to play basketball or something, but um, <laughs> yeah, they were dope. I used to wear those for, that's what I like. My first memory is that um, actually my second memory at Purdue basketball camp, I was wearing the white and the red ones. Uh, and yeah, it was dope. They like, you know, I got them on East Bay when that used to be a thing. Uh, and I love those shoes. I, I actually still had them until we cleaned out my dad's house and you, you were actually yeah. there. Um, yeah yeah and I don't yeah I think I got rid of them at that point but I should never have um, I'm not sure why I did I mean they were still in good condition but like obviously the soles were you know a little bit rough um but yeah so obviously we you know we both have an affinity for shocks it all kind of started for us with shocks um but yeah so just going into a little bit more history from 2002 on um, LeBron James, obviously in 2003, got his own signature sneaker, the first signature sneaker. Uh, he broke records with this deal. It was seven years, $90 million before he had even played in a bat in an NBA basketball game. And I mean, the kid came straight out of high school, 18 so, years old, bro. Like given that amount of money, I guess he didn't get that money ahead of time, all of it ahead of time. But just think about that. You're, you're a high school hooper and then all of a sudden you're getting a seven-year 90 million dollar deal in 2003 he bought so with, the hummer bro with inflation <laughs> that would be nuts and i mean we haven't even talked about his current deal yeah but, bro that is crazy yeah, he's one of my are. favorite shoes of all time too and i actually had a pair um of these zoom gen ones and i almost bought a pair uh couple weeks ago but i didn't now i wish i did but eventually i'll bring bring a pair of these home because they have re-retroed them um is this the hold on like two years ago i want to say they re-retroed yes them. yes yes, yes. Two, yeah they did three. and they had that wheat pair that wheat pair is oh my god they're selling for a thousand dollars yeah that's the older one but the newer wheat one's nowhere close to selling for that much oh uh, yeah, yeah this is from 20 so there's a 03 wheat one and then there's a yeah so obviously now lebron you know is well, he's on his 18th shoe and fire shoe. I mean, fire shoes. He's always coming out with the newest thing. It's not necessarily the, you know, the light flashy Kobe, but it's usually a, a cool colorway that has a little bit of history behind it. Or, or you know, he's always coming out with a, a South Beach colorway of every one. And like, what else is he, he? There's always like consistencies with what he does. The I think he's like kind of 
come a long way for like playing into different shoes, putting it like on the colorway on his models, which I've actually come to like, I've never really been a fan of LeBron's. I have a few pairs, but I've also sold a lot. LeBron's just, you know, he's, he's always going to be coming out with new shoes. He's never going to take over Jordan or, or have anything like Jordan, but um, yeah, he, I mean, he is definitely coming the closest in my opinion, just cause he, you know, he's still creating shoes. I and they've even ever... and they've even retroed some of his shoes, um, you know now. So right, yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean though. Like it's it's never gonna be like a retro, like of a even if they come out with when they did come out with the retro Nike Air Zoom Gen One, like it would it would never be like a Jordan One, and it, I don't think it ever will be. Yeah, no, I or, don't think any I don't think anything will ever be like a Jordan One. Right, or but even like his like his worst shoe, like a Jordan like twenty one or something. Like the the worst Jordan or the the least sought after Jordan, I think it will still be better than any LeBron or like more sought after than any old LeBron that they were to retro. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe one day. Yeah, LeBron I guess it just will. depends. The depends the person because you know there's a lot of diehard LeBron fans who like wear LeBrons with jeans and. That's true. That's yeah, true. You know, go to the club and LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they got to have that ankle support when they're breaking it down. I'm I'm just playing. But anyway, yeah, so uh, three years later, um, Kobe ends his – oh, yeah, it's a little bit shaky. The timeline's a little bit shaky on when he ended his um, Adidas deal. Um, But in the meantime, he was wearing a couple different shoes I've been reading about. Uh, He wore a couple Converse, actually. have you started reading the um, the complex sneaker book? Um, I got into some pages. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. start at the beginning. So I'm reading a, a a year a day. Every morning I read a couple pages of a book. But now I'm, I finished my last book, so I'm on to this. But anyway, yeah. So the Converse um, weapon. Uh, it's the highs that like uh, Larry Bird and Magic were like in the ad for. Um, I think it was 86, if I'm not mistaken. I'm only one or two years in. So uh, I think it was 86. But for a few years there between his Adidas and Nike deals, um, his Adidas deal ending and his Nike deal starting, he was wearing those. But yeah, so he was with Adidas for about six years. Um, And then obviously he converted to Nike. uh, And it's said, and I would completely agree that Nike had the best one-two punch of basketball players. I mean, Converse had Magic and Larry, but I mean, Kobe and LeBron is like j- almost just as good. Like some might even say just as good or better. Um, but but that's definitely up for debate. I'm not starting that um, year. But yeah, so I think that definitely for like for the sneaker market and how far it's come, I think Kobe and LeBron have been the best one-two punch over the years um but but as far as basketball we'll leave that conversation for another time but yeah so he partnered he partnered with the father of the nike shocks bb4 that we spoke about eric avar um on the kobe well the kobe threes through the kobe 11s um the kobe one and the kobe two were designed by ken link uh, who also worked on early lebrons Kobe's love for Nike and Kobe's kind of wearing Nikes started in 2004. So two years before he ever signed a contract, 2006, when he gets his first model, my fault. 2004 is when he had his first signature shoe, the Nike Air Zoom Hirachi 2K4. So this was his first shoe. Once he switched over to Nike, 
and followed by the next year, the Nike Air Zoom Hirachi 2K5. These are fire, dude. I, I actually really like those Hirachis. Um, and I think, and that obviously is why the Jordan or the Kobe one looks very similar to a Hirachi because he had, he wore Hirachis for two years. Um, and yeah, so I think that those are really special. Um, and I really love that. They just came out really with the, the white, red, and the blue pair. It kind of matches your hoodie. Um, and I think th those were fire. I don't think they sold out by any means, but I think they're really cool. Um, and then he had, yeah, so as we mentioned, he had 13 shoes from 2006 to 2017-18 season. Um, the Kobe 1s through the Kobe 11s. And then he had two AD models uh, after death or, or after he retired. Um, rest in peace to Kobe. But, um, yeah, so the one and the two, the Kobe AD one and two were designed by Ross Klein. All the others were designed by the two designers that I already mentioned. Um, so then fast forward two years to 2008, um, KD gets signed. So now they have, you know, three huge stars in the NBA in KD, LeBron and Kobe. Um, and he got his first shoe, the Nike Zoom KD one. This was always, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on, this was always the most cost efficient uh, or the or the most affordable shoe in the Nike basketball line. The LeBrons were never a, really affordable. They were always that higher price point. Kobe's were kind of in the middle, but still pretty high. And then um, the the KD came in at that lower price point that was more affordable, uh, more approachable. And I mean, just it was still a good basketball shoe. I don't like the KD one. If you, I mean, in my opinion, but it's still a good basketball shoe. I guess uh, it kind of reminds me of the Hyper Dunks, which we'll get into shortly. And then 2014, they signed Kyrie, gave him his own Kyrie one. Uh, this was his the first expansion since 2008. So they went, they had three athletes from 2008 till 2014 when they decided Kyrie was their next guy. Uh, 2017, they, they didn't wait as long the next time, but still three years before signing another athlete and giving them their own, um, their own shoe. And it was Paul George, Nike PG one. Super fire. He was a pacer at the time. First pacer actually to ever have their own signature shoe. Um, yeah, it was, a, so he's a fifth player to sign to their lineup. I mean, that's a hell of a lineup right there. If you, you put those five on a basketball court as a team, I don't know if they're ever passing the ball, but, uh, Kyrie even passed the ball, but anyway, um, yeah. So a couple other signature shoes that are worth mentioning, uh, Dennis Rodman had the worm in 1996. Chris Weber had the Air Max CW in 96. Tim Hardaway had the Zoom T-Bug in 98. Steve Nash had the Zoom MVP in 09. And Paul Pierce had the Air Max Legacy in 09 as well. I remember the Paul Pierce's. That's yeah, those are crazy. I forgot all about that shoe, but I definitely remember the Paul Pierce's. Yep, absolutely. Those were fire. Um, I, I actually remember, I think, I think I remember the Zoom MVPs. I looked up the worms, and they're actually kind of dope. Uh, I don't know how hard they would be to purchase a pair of those, but I, I like Dennis Rodman. He's we talked about him not that long ago, actually, when he opened those Yeezys and those yeah. off whites. Um, but yeah, super funny. Fire or fried dude, not fire, a fried dude. But anyway, um, yeah. So now we'll get into kind of our favorite hyper or our favorite model of the hyper dunks my favorite at least the history of the nike hyper dunk 
begins with the Nike NXT department developing Flywire in the early 2000s, which was inspired by suspension bridges. But anyway, 2008 was the first Hyperdunk, and we'll talk at ad nauseum about this shoe. I mean, it's this is a, a huge shoe for us, um, and it was this was the first Hyperdunk 2008. It was worn by Kobe in Beijing. This was the United We Rise USA pack. The the U.S. men and women's team won gold. Uh, and this is also the shoe that Kobe jumped over a sports car. Uh, and that he did that in those 08 Hyperdunks. Um, so that's pretty dope. And there were actually a lot of cool like Lakers inspired colorways. There was like a black and purple. There was a black or black, purple and yellow. There was like a purple and yellow and a yellow and purple and even a white, purple and yellow. It was so fire. They had like four different colorways, maybe even more of like Kobe inspired Lakers colorways. And I love those. I, I think the black and purple and yellow was like the most fire colorway. But yeah, so Hyperdunk 2010 was the next model. The Zoom Hyperdunk 2011 came next. It was even lighter. Uh, the Hyperdunk 2015 took cues from the Nike mag. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they kind of just got a little bit worse by the year um but those 08s were for something else dude and early 2010 hyperdunks were uh, a springboard for nike basketball athletes signature shoes because a lot of these guys that we've spoken about got there that, that didn't sign nike or that didn't get their own nike shoe until later but we'll talk about how they you know they had their own hyperdunk pe's Kyrie had the 2013 hyperdunk australia pe's and uh, Paul George had the Hyperdunk 2015 PEs. And Elena Della Don had the Don PEs uh, in 2017. Those were React Hyperdunks. Um, and then we saw the Off-White collaboration as part of the 10 with Virgil Abloh and an undefeated collaboration. So, I mean, what was your 20, 2008 Hyperdunk? What was your memory of that shoe? If I say the 08 Hyperdunk, what's your mem- your first memory? I just remember like... Hooping in a hooping in Adidas shoe and putting those hyperdunks on and feeling like bouncy, I guess, man. It literally like took my game to a whole new level. It felt like, um, yeah, they were just I, amazing. Honestly, they were so light. Like it was the lightest shoe that I've ever, that probably anybody at that time had put on foot and uh, absolutely tried to play basketball. And then everybody had them. Like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you guys couldn't even wear those, right? Cause there were, uh, you guys had to wear those team shoes and we're still like Adidas at the time, or they might've just that, switched. That to was Nike, just but. the switch, but, um, that wasn't the team. Sh- I don't think that yeah. was the team shoes. So people were just kind of getting whatever. So I was on the freshman team at the time. So our coach, oh, you could even, wear whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody was really wearing whatever they wanted to, to get back to Nike basketball. We just have, I have a lot of memories of my love for Nike basketball coming from Purdue basketball camp. Um, that's when I'd always be able to get a new pair of basketball shoes. But yeah, so um, yeah, I, st- I still have those. I remember I have the pair that um, that Jonah used to hoop in the white, red, and black. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he wore those at at Westside and at Jeff. I remember, and and he, yeah, and I got them. I bought them off of Justin Rowland actually because he outgrew them, and I still have. I still wear. That's my like hooping shoe if I hoop inside. Uh, even though they are like wearing ice skates because they're so mm. slick on the bottom. So we're talking about memories and, um, you know, that bring up Nike basketball. I thought that we should talk about like what first comes to mind 
when we think about Nike basketball, and I had a few things. Um, when you were talking about Kobe jump over that car, I just remembered uh, Kobe was in like a jackass skit mm-hmm. when they were jumping over the pool and all, they had all the snakes and stuff in the pool. Bro, I remember and, uh, that. Yeah. That Dude, thought, that's I crazy. That. that was sick. I mean, that yeah, Nike sick. basketball teaming up with something like jackass. And that time jackass was like, Huge. One of the coolest things, you know, out every every kid wanted to try to perform these yeah crazy stunts and stuff. So dude, I would watch that all the time and like Bam Margera, that was when he was big. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like Life of Bam or whatever. Yeah, his own TV show. So yeah. That's one thing that comes to mind. And then like 2003, there was Nike Battlegrounds, which was a uh, King of the Court tournament that took place in New York City, LA, Chicago, Philly, and Atlanta, and Toronto. And they had released these shoes called Nike Battlegrounds. I forget who had them. Uh, I think it was Michael Ohms or something. He had this pair. And I wanted it so <laughs> bad. But I just looked at them the other day uh, when I was thinking about this. And those shoes are ugly. I wouldn't even buy a pair now. They're... And then another memory is uh, 2007, this second coming campaign, which was the 25th anniversary of the Air Force One. And they came out with the um air force 25 basketball shoe let me grab this thing real quick I, I still have all these old magazines like slam magazines and stuff and I actually pulled this page out the other day let me grab dang it. that's awesome all right i know i might post this up so people can see it wow. these are the air force 25 shoe right there that's um, awesome took the page out and there's the jordan uh 22 which i yeah. just purchased last year which was crazy to see hell yeah hey is that the 21 too this is yeah. the right here oh it's not it's not never mind that's the d wade converse man oh man it looks like the 21 and then look at this right here this three remember these three are these like fire red threes or something yeah yeah or uh yeah i guess so they look like katrina's as well but i think it's the just the fire red they might yeah they might be katrina's they don't have the name on here but like slam magazine had all this stuff in them and i still got like this cover (laughs) that's nuts what are they what shoes they got on um he actually has 08 hyperdunks yep yeah yeah look there oh man of his uh yes those are them those are the ones i was talking about mellow and i think these might be the lebrons you were talking about sean war no no um those he did wear actually no ben griggs wore those i don't think sean wore those i'm talking about uh oh man what hold on let me find this shoe this magazine is like really um about the hyperdunk here's the you know has this the future is hyperdunk dude that's uh, awesome yeah i have um, so many and has the prototypes and all the stuff so this is pretty sick i can post this up too yeah um, absolutely I'm sure, to see it. I'm sure people would love to see that i'm talking about the era zoom lebron six. Oh, i'm in one of those that's why i'm in had these bro i swear sean had those too yeah but i remember yeah. i'm in having these yeah that's yeah that's crazy so yeah, the second coming, uh, it was a, it's like a, there's a one minute video and it has like, let me see if I can name these people off from the picture. Jermaine O'Neal, Tony Parker, Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, Rasheed Wallace, and Sean Marion. And the commercial <laughs> sick, because at the time, these players, these are all all-stars right here at the time, yeah. so that's that's a um that comes to my mind when i think nike basketball and then nike christmas shoes the all-star shoes black history month shoes for a while all those shoes were sick man um yeah they were i i mean yeah i was just looking at some black history month shoes the other day like i mean i know like there were some cool like black history month kds every year and like yeah 
they've even had like some Black History Month uh, Nike soccer shoes that I've been looking at. But yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, and like even KD, you know, every single model he has, Aunt Pearls come out. Um, and then, yeah, every shoe has had like an elite, you know, like even Kobe's had like an elite kind of thing. Like they were all like black and gold. And then there was a white and gold pair. Do you remember like that yeah, when they I came out with all that. those? Yeah, yeah, so I, I actually have the KD. You got the white and gold, right? KD5 Elite Plus. Yeah, I have the white and gold. I yeah. remember the reason I got them is because Drake, um, the rapper Drake, was like wearing them one time with like a, a track suit. And I was like, dude, those are flame. <laughs> and I had to get them. And I are remember. They, are they still DS right now? Have you ever worn no, them? No, no, I wear them all the time. Okay. okay. But they have like icy soles. So kind of like I can't wear them that much, but they're still really clean. Um, but they're they're a size 10 so i gotta squeeze my foot in it every time mm. but and they they're actually not comfortable at all but um and i remember like thomas peach and had the black and gold kobe pair um and he sold them to like jay chapman or vice versa i don't know but like those guys had that pair um and yeah they're so fire but those were really expensive like at the time they were like fifty dollars i want to say like more than the retail price for the like sh- regular shoe 170 or something yeah like that. yeah no these were like 200 i, oh, I want to say like because they were like the elite plus model um even though there was like really nothing different about them except for like the cool colors and like but yeah so those are special to me um and but yeah i like i had a and uh oh uh what are those called oh floral kds i love floral kds back back in the day and like those what the KDs, yeah. um, there were there have been like what the Kobe's, what the KDs, what the um, LeBrons, LeBron's yeah. but the by far the what the Kobe's I think resell for the most. It, I, I would put money on it. I mean, they're I don't remember what model that is, maybe a, a six or seven. You know what I'm I talking about, it, yeah, though? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely they're both I, like yeah. two different models and they're super like rare right now, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really, I, I mean those all have an affinity for me or when I, you know, when I think of like constant releases in like across models and stuff. Um, yeah. I was thinking I think about of. definitely, I was actually looking at what the KDs and there's no new pairs um, online. It's at least on go. I didn't look on StockX, but like, it's just one of those shoes we were talking about earlier that people actually wore that you're not going to find brand new. Dude, I um, had a pair. I don't, I literally don't know what happened to them. Like, yeah, probably Stefan probably took them from me or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not dogging them like that. Yeah. But like, I, no, they were, you had a lot of traffic back in the day through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. For real. When I had, yeah. When I was at Fuse, I had that, pair. I bought those off Kixify and I, I don't have them anymore. I like, I even have the box still and I, they're not in there. So, and like, cause I have, I bought a pair of floral KD. Um, I don't know what model, like the low, like the ones that you have, uh, the peanut the butter six, and jellies. Yeah. yeah. Sixes. And yeah, it's the, so it's what the KD sixes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I have floral KD sixes and they're in the, what the KD six box. Cause I didn't come with a box <laughs> on those, but I, I don't know where the hell those shoes are, but cause I was, even when I was like inventorying, like, a few years ago i was like where the hell are those shoes i bought them like i could go to my kicks account it's like order place and still, but, yeah. i don't know but anyway um yeah those are that's a special pair too um and I, yeah i really like that model in general just that low 
I remember Drake was hooping in those at one point. Maybe senior year, he hooped in a pair of KD6s. I don't know what colorway. Yeah, I hooped in them for a while. I hooped in peanut butter and jellies and Brazils. Um, one of my favorite shoes to hoop in. I still have a pair of peanut oh, butter and he, jellies. Oh, he hooped in the, uh, they were like crab, something crab. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're kind of bluish with the uh, with like gray and like a little red on them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah they're actually kind of ugly, blue crab. Yep. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. But then there's so many shoes like South Beach LeBron, Watch the Throne LeBrons, um, LeBron Four Fruity Pebbles are some of my favorite shoes, and they're I think they're like a four thousand dollar shoe or something. Yeah, yeah. Insane. Dude, those kit the Kith LeBrons um, that Jen and Sharp got like every pair of LeBron fifteen Kiths. There were numerous colorways, but or there were three colorways. But my my favorite's like the kind of uh, heathered maroon. It looks like these ultra, these Kith Ultra Boosts I have. They're like mid tops. It's crazy, just like like there were even John Elliott um, LeBrons that yeah. are that go crazy. Those and all were, hit outlets too, man. Yeah, like, yeah. You're talking about like the pink, the white, and there was a gold pair and a black pair. Yes, yes. One of my favorite Kobe's too that I, I was looking back on Kicks to Find today was the Kobe 8 Venice Beach. And I never found a, a good enough pair or a price I was willing to pay. But it probably <laughs> wasn't even that great. It was probably a price I would pay now, but I wouldn't pay then. Yeah. Um, There's such a dope shoe. And I don't, I think when I was looking the other day, I wasn't able to even find a pair in my size that. Yeah, those are very cool. Yeah, I really yeah. like the Kobe 8 in general. Um, and the what the Kobe 8s are actually like really sought after as well. And then the whole prelude pack. Um, those yeah. were all Oh, sick. man. Those are those were going for a lot. I wonder if they still are. Um, but, yeah, those are nuts. So many, yeah, you know, this episode has been about Nike basketball. There's so many, There's so many shoes that brought us to the point to even do this entire episode and go back all the way in history to 1972 to get to where we are now and and tell our feelings about why we're here with this episode today it's it's insane we've obviously talked about a lot of shoes that just randomly came to mind but what's your top five then if you had to pick five shoes from i mean from whatever 2005 to 2015 or or whatever our 10-year gap kind of is I'm just going to go start from five. I'm not going to, it's just going to be the models, no certain colors or anything. So um, five, I got the Hirachi 2K5. Ooh, okay. I had that shoe too in a black and white colorway. Wore it with jeans probably, you know. That's what <laughs> basketball was back then, man. Wearability. Um, four, I'm going to go with the Kobe 4. Three, LeBron Zoom Gen 1. Two, the KD6. And number one is the Hyper Dunk 2008. Yeah, I remember you actually having those 2K5s. That was in high school as well, or maybe eighth grade, but maybe high school. Um, you had like a white and red pair, I think, or like that white, red, and blue or something even maybe. But if I were to have to give my um, my top five in no particular order, I guess the only one that's in order is the, the Hyperdunk 08 is my favorite. Um, then I got to go with the glove, the 98 glove. Uh, then I guess i got i gotta go kobe five just because i have a specific pair that i remember having and and love that shoe and i had them actually until like uh, last year when i gave that or i just like got rid of that pair just because um i i'd worn it outside the hoop that was my outdoor hooping shoe and it just kind of fell apart um and then the hirachi 2k4 
uh, in the Nike Air Zoom generation. Um, I, I just think that they're dope. And I think those are, I mean, we obviously had some some overlap. So, I mean, you pick, you know, the Kobe 4s. I picked the Kobe 5s. Um, Hirachi 2K5s for you, 2K4s for me. Hyperdunks 08s were both of our top, top shoe. Um, so it's got to be special. You know, we, I mean, we get on here every week and we talk about numerous different shoes dropping now, old shoes, and for it to be both of our top shoe in Nike basketball, um, I, I think it, it just shows how special it is. Um, and then obviously we both had the Zoom generation as well. So, so yeah, I think that, or the only one that we had different was I picked the glove and you picked KD6. Should we tell them what we picked up in the, in this time since we've, yeah yeah yeah, for sure um yeah so what have you what have you scooped up or or is there anything on the the shopping list as we like to call it that you that you've been really feeling that you might need to pick up soon pick these up yeah those are fire crazy thing is i bought them off goat goat verifies everything right these motherfuckers came from chile nike and chile weird yeah, which was really weird. And, uh, you know, I scanned my QR codes and did all that. It takes me to Nike. But I thought it was really weird that um, they came from Chile. And here there's literally a tag that's like Nike, Nike Day Chile. Chile. Yeah. And on the box, it was in, um, I guess, pesos or something. That's dope. The price tag. So um, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. That I mean, it just, just shows that, you know, shoes you travel man these yeah, shoes yeah these shoes come from all over the world I, I know i mean i wear these shoes every day those uh fly knit air force ones i wear them so much and like they came i know from london because they don't sell fly knit ones here like they do and like they're sitting on shelves over there so yeah. they're like re- readily available but here you know you can only really really find certain pairs and like it's like a navy colorway or something but but yeah so um anything yeah. else or is that you got anything on the up. radar i picked these up uh got those shorts chinatown market shorts um ps5 next gen you did get that yeah I'm ps5 gang and then uh actually cycle some stuff out i had those easy boots and i i didn't wear them all fall or winter so um there's a guy who has his own little she clean shoes restores them all this stuff i took them to him and uh decided to trade in and i got some biohack he had biohacks brand new there so i said why not um you know so i got some biohacks but other than that nothing else on the radar um i don't know man i've just been looking at it's, it'll probably be something random honestly um nothing in particular actually fly ease goes um they pushed them back to march 19th i thought they were coming out earlier than that for some reason but um March 19th will be the day. So that's, that's all I got so far, man. How about you? Um, yeah, I've made a few sales and a few purchases, uh, mainly a lot of like vintage stuff again. Um, but I, yeah, I copped like some, uh, the shoes I have on feet, as I mentioned, the new balance, nine, nine, two silver and white, the black and white dunk lows, Royal Toe Jordan Ones and uh these Sakai Vapor Waffle or those Sakai Vapor Waffles um in the like maroon green and sail colorway and that yeah that's been it uh 
but yeah, I got good deals on all of them. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else that I've really been wanting. I know that like the, the, the black and white dunks haven't dropped yet. So like those, the UCLA joints and like uh, maybe the UNLVs or not the UNLV. Yeah. Yeah. UNLVs or St. Yeah. Yeah. UNLV still dropping, but no, I th- so maybe go for the UCLA's uh, just to keep not to resell. And then, but yeah, I mean, then, you know, we already spoke about the flies goes. Uh, I think that uh, hopefully they have early access or hopefully they give early access to like members. So I don't what know. about the 85 um, ones that are coming out? Do you like those? Uh, yeah, those are all right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they'll be too hard to get, but I'll, I'll try. I mean, yeah. but I hope that the fly, yeah, the flies go are like, attainable or achieve for sure a copable i don't know what the word is but i hope that we can get them because i think that those would be like a good yeah dog walking shoe just i would wear them i already said if i could get both colorways i would wear nothing but those shoes for like the rest of the year they're, they're just such a cool idea and i think like yeah it's it's so convenient and they're dope colorways too so I think we talked a little bit about, I hope that they continue to come out with like cool colorways, not just like a white and a black, but eventually I'm sure they will come out with that because people will buy it. But um, maybe when they become a little more like mainstream, maybe they've worked out some of the, like, the I don't know. I don't know if there's any like errors or anything in them or like if they have to work anything out because I'm sure they've been doing research and development for a long time. Somebody posted some NBA posted something that was totally wrong on why Flyies was even made. And I almost went and commented that um, it was actually made for that, you know, the the guy who had the cerebral palsy. Yeah, yeah. And um, almost went and commented on it and said that, but I didn't. Oh, man, I, I didn't do it but yeah they butchered what they they butchered what flies was really made for this just pushes the, the envelope even more for the nike flies which you i mean you have said that it's it was a good idea um but it never really like made it that easy to like you started to like lace them to an extent or you started to like velcro them to an extent um but now you know this is just step in and go so uh, I think that that's awesome, even though it's not something that we, you know, need explicitly um, because, you know, we're, we're able to tie our shoes luckily, but um, I, yeah, I think it's awesome. And I think that once it becomes mainstream or once it is a general release, I think it will be very popular. I hope it doesn't. I mean, on one hand, I hope it sits on shelves and on one hand, I hope it doesn't. Um, but, you know, selfishly i hope it sits just so i can get like if i love the shoe i hope i can get another pair of them or like two pairs and like just cycle them out or like put one on dog ice. one and then yeah exactly and then when when i run through those pull out the fresh pair but uh, but yeah as i said i i don't i think that they'll sell out initially i think we both agree that they'll probably sell out initially and then maybe become kind of a general thing that are that they're like always sitting on there like it's gonna be fucked up if there's a resale market for these though in a way just because of um what the shoes are really made for the purpose of stuff if people are like trying to capitalize off of it or i don't know especially if it's like somebody like able-bodied human like taking it away from somebody who actually needs that just to resell it right and then being like okay uh 200 extra dollars and you can like have something you need yeah 
That yeah, that would be messed up. Yeah, that'd be very messed up. Well, shit. Just like that, we're three episodes into season two. Let us know if you liked this Nike basketball episode, and if you did, tell a friend to tell a friend about us. It really helps us if you subscribe and review the Sneaker Strolls podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on social media to stay tuned in what we've got on feet and any new cops we pick up. Our TikTok is booming. I'm showing a new pair of shoes from my collection every single day, so check us out there and make sure to follow us because we will be doing a giveaway at 1,000 followers. And we will be back again next week with episode four. But until then, y'all know what to do. Get out there and stroll your sneakers.